it's not going to be perfect the first time it comes out of your head and onto either paper or document. Mm -hmm. Perfection is not found in the not doing of something. Mm. (laughs) If it doesn't exist, you cannot perfect it. You cannot make it better. Hey guys, welcome back to the Arclight Podcast with your hosts, Ed Williams and Brent Lyles of Arclight Comics. We are... Doing a doubler. I never know what... Huh? So we're doing a doubler. Yeah, doing a, doing a doubler today. Um, <laughs> it's so weird because you, you, you kind of want to put yourself in the future, like another week ahead. But it's hard to do that. Yeah. Because... If we're doing it back to back, we're in the same position we were <laughs> a minute ago. Right. <laughs> so it's not always uh, the most ideal for, you know, the most recent updates or whatever, whatever news is out there. Um, oh, we didn't even mention. Did you, you went and saw Doctor Strange the other day? I did. I saw Doctor Strange. Nice. Gosh, this would have been two Fridays ago when this episode drops. Phenomenal. Yeah. Marvel is doing a fantastic job with phase three. Um, kind of interesting when we we're in New York, we were talking about kind of the iconography and about Marvel kind of rebranding certain characters. And it was interesting to see that. Mm-hmm. And that right. definitely shows what they were doing with Doctor Strange, how they decided to amplify his origin get certain symbols in place with iconography so marvel knows what they're doing and i'm I'm sure disney's been helping them out with rebranding with that with being underneath the disney umbrella but phenomenal it's actually in my top five of marvel films um benedict is a amazing actor uh go check it out amazing story i'm super excited what marvel's doing oh another announcement too that i posted two weeks ago and our slack was big hero six is gonna have their own uh oh yeah series in 2017 right amazing they're going back nice. to kind of like the 2d um art and they actually got i think most of the cast back to voice and their fred who is the very entertaining character who's kind of wants to be i kind of say like the godzilla lizard guy Stan Lee is actually going to provide the voice for Fred's dad. So that should be entertaining. Oh, should be entertaining. <laughs> I love Stan Lee's voice. He just has this very iconic voice to him. Yeah. True believers. Yeah, he really does. <laughs> Such a great person in person, too, even though we only had three seconds to see him. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> hey, okay. Right. <laughs> Don't breathe. <laughs> But this episode, we're talking about prequel issue zero and everything that's going on with that. Because we're we're coming down to the wire. Like, by, this is like, this episode doesn't go out for another two weeks. So by then, like, we should, like, it's really getting down to the wire by then. Because first of all, heads up to anybody getting ready to start a business or whatever. It is really hard to get stuff done 
November and December, because that's when the holidays hit. And everybody's time is cut in half even more because we have the family stuff. And then people have like work parties and different holiday parties to get to with their friends. It's very hard to get people to do stuff during the holidays. I, I, for the, as long as I've been involved in something like this, going back to the Peacekeeper days, it is almost impossible <laughs> to have the same energy that you had throughout the entire year. It's like clockwork. It happens every year. So I'm trying to like get things going and finish before like we really hit get down to Thanksgiving. Because after Thanksgiving, it's like it's Christmas time and everybody's like, Whatever you know, with work and everything else. So I think Christmas came. We are early, trying though. to. That was even evident yeah. freaking stores, man, with them like taking Brandon to like a whole nother level. It was still Halloween, like prepping like Halloween. <laughs> I'm like, why is there a Christmas stuff next to like freaking right. Halloween stuff? It's not even Halloween yet. Like, and then you skipped right over Thanksgiving. What happened to Thanksgiving? Right. We're going right to Retail. Christmas. Goodness Retail. Gracious. I swear. But um, yeah. So our our prequel issue, man. I have been working on this issue since 2014. That's how long. And for those of you who don't know the story, I, it stopped going into production because I couldn't afford an entire issue on my own back then. Um, that's how the mini issues came into play. I was like, okay, I can't afford like a 25-page issue from start to finish, but I can afford a one-page story. I can, I can pay a hundred or something, you know, per story. So that's how those kicked in. So at towards the end of those mini issues, when Brent, uh, Brent came on and then Tim and then, uh, Gabby, I was like, okay. Cause we were, we were planning on doing the prequel issue in 2017. And I was like, no, this has to be done this year. It has to, it has to go out this year. So we pushed it up. And I have to say, this has been an experience. It has been a process. It is, you know, you, you feel like you know what you're doing after the mini issues. Like, oh, we know what we're doing. You know, we, we got this thing like in, in the bag. And then it's like you get to a 20 some page issue and it's like, okay, we have no clue, no clue what we're doing. <laughs> yeah, no idea. Um, but it's a different monster. It requires more time, more resources, and more, most importantly, more money. Mm-hmm. And that's the truth. Yeah. So you have to schedule things out. You have to get things going um, in a fair amount of time because your artist needs time. And then, Miguel, you know, Miguel needs time to illustrate all those pages. Then Tim needs time to color them. Mm-hmm. And I need time. I told everybody at our meeting Friday, it takes me at least an hour to an hour and a half to get a, a page lettered if it requires a lot of lettering. Right. If it's if it's a, if it's a simple page, I can maybe knock it out in 15 minutes. Mm-hmm. But an hour to an hour and a half, I'm slow. <laughs> but it takes a lot, you know? And I want to kind of, kind of take them back through the process of how this all got started because I... I when I first wrote it, the script, I sent it out to a couple of my friends who also written. And they said, you know, this is really good. There's a couple of places you can clean up. And I cleaned those up. Then I brought Brent on board and Brent took a look. He's like, this is really good. And then Tim, at the time Neff, 
And then they were like, you know what? This is really good. And then by grabbing in, and Gabby's like, okay, fix this, 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 and this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Gabby don't. Do, yeah, she doesn't. She won't sit there and, and blow smoke up your butt. She, this is this is good, but fix these things right here. That's why she's <laughs> our editor, <laughs> right? <laughs> and then, um, and then we showed it. Uh, Spence, mm-hmm. uh, but Spence hasn't read the full script. He's been getting the pages as they come. But he said, yeah, this is really good so far. And then we finally said it finally said it to our cover artist the other day. He was like, You have done an amazing job with this script. I, I can't believe it. I'm so excited. This is a great origin story. X, Y, and Z. So Which was evident because he gave I, us like what, eight different cover choices. Yeah. And I was like, Can we have yeah. all of them? can we just have all of them but i have right i have to say this for those of you who are just getting ready to start your first issue i think the most pinnacle moment no that's not the word i wanted to use (laughs) the most pivotal moment in writing this issue was understanding that it wasn't going to be what it was in my head on the first try. Mm -hmm. It was going to be really sloppy and really, really bad. So what I did, I said, okay, get out, get away from the computer. Don't type this up. You have to write it out. So I laid on my bed, wrote it out. Then I typed it up and I read it back through and it made all kinds of like markings, like teacher markings with the red pencil, red (laughs) pen or whatever. And I kept refining it. And that's what I want you to take away from that is it's not going to be perfect the first time it comes out of your head and onto either paper or document. Mm -hmm. Perfection is not found in the not doing of something. Mm. (laughs) If it doesn't exist, you cannot perfect it. You cannot make it better. Same with your motivation. I'm pulling this quote from Sean McCain, McCabe. Motivation is found in the doing. Yeah. You can't sit around and just wait to be inspired and motivated because if you do, you'll never start. Right. You have to start. Mm-hmm. It's about execution. Right. So first and foremost, just write, get it, even if you bullet point it yeah. from start to finish, get it on paper. Then elevate it with each revision, each draft that comes out. Get it in front of different people that actually know what they're doing and talking about. Just don't throw it in front of your you mom. Good feedback, not the right. oh my gosh, that looks amazing because they care right. about you. No, you need right. some like, hey, this is good, but hey, this doesn't make sense. Right. You need a Gabby. <laughs> yeah, you need a Gabby. Yes. So once that was all taken care of, and even like, I mean, it took us, Gabby didn't come on until October, like August-ish. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We got in front of her and she made some some minor revisions, you know, that made the, 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 the flow, the dialogue much better. But you have to get it in front of people, like Brent said. Don't put it in front of your mom, your sister. They're going, oh, you did such a good job. This is great. Get in front of people that's going to tear it up. You want you do not you're not looking for compliments at this point. You're not looking for kudos. You're looking for constructive criticism and feedback to make yep. it better. To perfect, and it. you have to be the type mm-hmm. of person to be able to personally remove yourself from your work, yep. accept the feedback from people who want to see it succeed. Yep, that's another key point there. 
and use that feedback to make what you've written better. Mm-hmm. I would okay. even suggest trying to emotionally detach itself from the story and the characters and that creative feedback. And the reason why I'm saying that is when you look at emotions and you have an attachment towards them, you are going to take it very personable. I mean, you're going to be like, hey, like, that's my character. No, that's my story. Like, you don't know this, this, that. And you try to justify everything. (laughs) And before you know it, the person's just trying to help you out with the structure flow. You need people like that to be able to challenge you to sit there and not, like, as Ed pointed, like, blow smoke up your, you know, your butt. But give you mm-hmm. really genuine feedback. This is where uh, getting to know other indie creators is beneficial. And I would even sit there and say this. Um, I have one of my clients. I had actually a client and then multiple of my clients watch this motivational thing. I always do motivational stuff for them in the morning. A, to wake them up. And B, they need it to get their butts into gear with their lives. <laughs> but that's a whole another subject. But anyways, the reason this video was so crucial was it was talking about um, motivation and about what Ed was talking about is executing and emotionally detaching yourself and just doing it and getting the feedback and just actually putting it into action with no emotional attachment whatsoever with it. So that way you don't personalize it. You don't fight with those negative self messages that come in that oh you're a failure you can't do this like you gotta push all that out and you gotta believe in yourself being like listen this story's gonna be great and the last point i wanted to point with that was the motivational thing spoke about surround yourself with people that are actually better than you and i got this from a clip from one of the motivational things oprah was doing an interview with kevin hart who is a well-known comedian now and she was interviewing in his house And she sat there and said, I have a question for you, uh, Mr. Kevin. He goes, yeah, go ahead. She goes, I'm really curious about why you have Eddie Murphy, Jim Carrey, Jerry Lewis, all these different comedians on your wall. And they have signatures on it. And Kevin Hart sat there and said, these were all of the great comedians that I inspired. And I made a point to go out of my way to befriend them so that way I could be surrounded by greatness. That way it would push me to be great. And that way when I knew that I was a comedian, I would give them like some of my routines, they would give me honest feedback Hmm. because they're good at what they do. So I would challenge you, if you are uh, inspired, if you're motivated by certain any creators, befriend them and get feedback honest brutal feedback from them and i'm telling you what they'll be able to push you forward with that and i don't even know where that came from no it's a great point that was sound very sound Well, thank you for tuning in for the episode i'm just kidding (laughs) (laughs) the the next point i definitely want to drive home that's really making this issue um the way that it's turning up to be. I don't like, I always, we, one of our core values is, is to always be humble. But I honestly have to say, this is like, I mean, the, the work is just so good. <laughs> and at some point in the process of developing this issue, I realized that, yes, I have written a great script. For my first comic book script ever, it is pretty doggone good. 
I have to say. But it wouldn't look the way that it looked, or rather it's looking, if I didn't have the team around me. Because I'm, I'm an artist as well. I can draw. I can't draw as good as Miguel. <laughs> Miguel is a story. Yeah. Miguel is a storytelling artist. Yes, he's really good. I can't. Is. Yeah. I can't color as great as Tim. Tim is a storytelling colorist. They almost do. They almost do like storyboard artistry, mm-hmm. you know? So in order for that script to be elevated to this level, you have to have good talent. And Gary V, I watched a video with Gary V yesterday saying that, you know, let's take myself and he mentioned five other, four other people. And he said, let's put us up against LeBron, Carmelo. I think it was D Wade. He said, let's get it's, it's, it's full court all the way up to 50. Mm. Then he asked one of the, his his employees, he said, who do you think is going to win? Us five or those three? She said, those three. She said, it's probably going to be like 50 to three <laughs> by the time the game's finished. And he said, that's exactly what I wanted you to say. Wanted you to say. He said, the problem with a lot of companies is that what they do, yeah, what they do is they throw people at problems instead of talent. Mm. He said, you don't have, what did he say? He said, instead of throwing more people at the problem, step your talent game up. Hmm. And I'm looking back at myself, Brent, Tim, Gabby, Spencer, and Miguel. There's six of us. For whatever reason, <laughs> we have managed to pull off podcasts, blog, mini issues, a prequel issue, whatever the heck else we did. We got to, we got to New York Comic Con. It's the talent. You have to surround yourself with talent. This is an oversaturated market. Any creators are everywhere. If you want to make the 2% that are really changing up the game that are really like, I mean, just kind of, yeah, making ripples. There you go. You have to get the right talent around you. Yeah. Your homeboy, your homegirl, your best friend, your mom. I mean, those are great people. I'm sure. But you have to look for the talent. You just can't right. pull oh, he draws sort of kind of well. Let's put him on the team. That's going to affect your brand's perspective. Yep. That's going to affect how people look at you. You know? And looking at our issue, I realized that I have the right talent in-house <laughs> working on this issue and it's going to be the same moving forward with book 1. Mm-hmm. I would love to be able to put Miguel on like a retainer. So he doesn't work with anybody else. No more commissions ever. ever Just flying to the States. <laughs> right. I'm going to put you in the room. Yeah. <laughs> we'll feed you every couple hours. But exactly. <laughs> Same with Tim. Mm-hmm. Retainer for life. <laughs> but if you are going to put that much sweat, butt, and tears in writing your script, 
get the talent necessary to elevate that script around you. Right. And be open to feedback as well. I mean, to this right. ep- when this episode comes out, this would be two Fridays ago when we had our meeting of the first 10 pages, 10 to 11 pages of the comic. We went page by page. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I'm not an artist. Spencer's not an artist. But we were able to give crucial feedback into the pages. You know, put a little mm-hmm. bit more shadowing behind that. Put more global effect with that. With uh, that lettering, what's good? Uh, let's put that box right there because it flows better with the eye. That's trusting your team, and when your team mm-hmm. knows that and it works in unison as a team, gosh, we took what I thought was a very beautiful ten pages, and we plussed the ten out of it, which was amazing. <laughs> right, just between the four of us, and this was even with yeah. Gabby missing. Mm-hmm. Right. It was uh. It was, it was it was quite yeah it was definitely an event um, just going through those first like you said 10 pages and seeing everything all laid out you know and understanding the methodologies and processes that Tim and I have used to make you know the lettering and the coloring come together and then bringing you and Spencer on you know with the fine tuning you know you guys haven't looked at the pages as often as tim and i do so having that fresh eye come in and be like you know what scooch this down over here make this brighter over here and then have that feedback actually like you said enhance the pages mm-hmm. was uh, really critical to i mean they were already great pages but everything every suggestion is kind of elevated everything and then the third point I, I really n- note it is investment. Yes. I know in every industry, you know, you got to cut costs somewhere. And this is true. However, <laughs> <laughs> at the beginning stages of building a brand, by no means should the word cheap come out of your mouth. Nope. I said this earlier this week on Facebook. You have one time to make an impression. Yeah. You may make a bad impression and you can redeem yourself. Sure. Then you have to ask people to come back after they've already left with the impression you first gave them. Yeah. So they're already assuming that, hey, I already know not to go back over there. Mm -hmm. But when you come out explosively, and your work is comparative to what is standard or exceeds the quality of the mainstream in the industry. Now we have something to talk about. Now we have something to invest our interest and time Mm -hmm. into. And I I know we can't do everything because we don't have money like that. But... I mean, hell, I'm willing to spend $300 for our cover artist. Oh, He's man. a really good artist. Not just that. He get, when Ed goes, <laughs> hey, I got, this guy's going to send us covers. I'm thinking this guy's going to shoot us maybe one or two like thumbnails. This guy sends us eight. <laughs> eight. And I'm sitting there, I'm like, now I'm kind of like overwhelmed because now there's eight choices. And now I'm like stuck between three, but now I got to pick two. 
And I'm like, this is amazing. <laughs> and this guy, you know, we had a vision in mind. We sat there and said, hey, we want our cover to pop. We want it to be the first thing that you see and go, hey, I want to scroll the next page or two to see what is inside. And this mm-hmm. is evident today. When I woke up this morning, I went through Comicology. I go through the indie stuff um, because I love supporting the new indie. And I scrolled through pages and pages and pages due to the cover. Hmm. I will, I'm just that freaking anal. I don't know why. I must have like, like really is. high standard thing. <laughs> if it's not Alex Ross, if it's not Jim Lee, if it's not, you know, different several well-known artists that are cover artists and then it has a story element to it, I'm not going to open it up. I'm not going to sit mm-hmm. there and take the time to look at that. And that was one of our goals was, hey, we need to invest in a really great cover artist. Mm-hmm. You need that. Yes. So that way it supports mm-hmm. everything. And I, you know, I'm so great that, you know, Arclight operates on this very perfectionism level because what we decide to do from a branding standpoint, even through Instagram, everything we do is of to the best of the ability that we can do it is 110% of what we try to do to release everything to the best that we can do. Mm-hmm. And I think that right. says a lot. And that goes back to marketing and smart marketing. There's a reason why Disney dominates with marketing, people. I'm telling you, there's a reason why. <laughs> I went to freaking Toys R Us the other day to walk in to get another present for um, my older brother and then my little brother. And Disney's everywhere. They dominate everything <laughs> between right. Marvel, Star Wars, the new movies that are coming out for the Pixar. They have everything lined up perfectly. Movies dropping down this month. Check it out. We're going to blow this character up. We're going to do this. There's a reason why they are the king of marketing. Mm-hmm. And right. if you want to do that, you learn from the best, you break down what they did and you duplicate it and you can mm-hmm. do it. And I think it's all about how you invest your money. If you want mm-hmm. to make an investment, get a good story, get people to give you good feedback, hire somebody if you need an editor to help you out with grammar and spelling, do that. Get a storytell artist, get a good painter like we have with Tim, a letter, if you can't do it on your own, hire somebody, I'm telling you, they can do it. If it takes you longer, do it. I'm telling you, your product will be long lasting. Mm-hmm. You have to stand on, on some principle. Mm-hmm. And one of those principles that we stand on very firmly is value. Yep. If we're going to put $3.99 on our issue, we want you to get $3.99's worth. Story, lettering, the art, the cover, everything. Yep. It's not just throwing three ninety nine on there because it's the standard. It's what the pricing structure of the industry is. Yep. If we're going, to, if we're if we're investing this much into our comic and putting three ninety nine on there, it's for a reason, <laughs> you know. And Brent brought up a really good point. I I think we have met. For everything on this prequel issue, you know, when we, it was very telling of how important that principle is to us and how we do value what we do 
and value how it goes out the door because we held a meeting for maybe about 30, 45 minutes on how we wanted our covers to look from here on out. Should they be thematic? Should they all carry the same type of uh, style or whatever, you know, the cases really boil down to they need to be a very well executed and b above all, tell a story. And he's that storytelling aspect to every single cover, because I think everybody does the same thing as you, right? Everybody looks at the cover first and then determines if the cover is strong enough to actually warrant their further interest. Yep. Just to be able to click it. Mm-hmm. Then I can read the synopsis, but I'll right. scroll through. I'll keep scrolling. Because again, the market is flooded. Everybody's posting their work on Facebook and Instagram. So when you're scrolling, 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 and then bam, something miraculous hits you in the face. It's like, oh, what is this? I've just waded through a sea of poor investments and poor skill levels. I'm just going to put it bluntly like that because it's still early in the morning and I can't think straight. All like, but you're such a when you badass see, with your hoodie. I'm calling people out. <laughs> But when you see somebody who has made those investments, it takes your interest with it, you know? So those things are very important. If you're going to do it, do it the right way. Don't try to rush it and get it out the door. Save you a couple, maybe a, a grand, two grand, you know, mm-hmm. it, we're, we're, we're praying, paying a pretty penny for this first issue. We'll be doing the same for our first graphic novel. It's not cheap. <laughs> it can be cheap if you want it to be, but that's when you start getting outside of what we're talking about. You yeah. want to stay in this lane. Mm-hmm. So, and I, I think, you know, with the prequel issue, it's it's our, it's the welcoming sign to our, rather it's the welcome mat to go inside the gates of Arclight. It's it's the jumping point. It's where, you can call it ground zero if you want to. Ground zero starts for the Arclight universe. That's going to be everybody's introduction. So 20 years from now, when someone asks, where should I start? You say issue zero, the passing. That's where you want to go. Oh, you just threw the (laughs) title out. Oh my gosh. Right. Look at that. We had a, we had a conversation on that too. 47 right, right there. <laughs> I just dropped the title. Right. <laughs> we had a conversation on that too about what the title should be. You know, we all fold story in everything. Yep. As our 17 part series was at the beginning of this podcast, story is king. Yep. Fold story into every single aspect of what you're going to do from start to finish. It does the story doesn't start and stop at the script. Nope. It has to go into the art, the coloring, the lettering, the marketing, the title, the cover art, everything else in between. Conversations, how you promote it, everything. Right. Everything. So as you, if you're getting ready to start your first, if you're, we can start talk, talking like this now. In 2017, if, as we you know get ready to close out 2016, if you are preparing to start your first issue, please... Start writing. Again, motivation is found in the doing. Find you people who are going to give you honest, 
good constructive criticism. Then get yourself around a team of people that are going to elevate that script. Mm. Some of you may need to hire out, outsource, get freelancers. Then you need to invest. Don't go cheap. Do what you can, but try to do a little bit more. (laughs) Invest. And then the coup de grace of all this, tell a story in every single aspect of what you're doing. Don't ever let that part go. Yep. That should be the first, that, that, is, the, that is the alpha and the omega. <laughs> oh my gosh, you just oh. came up with a new podcast episode series. Let's do it. What? <laughs> Storytelling, <laughs> the alpha to omega. There we go. <laughs> right. <laughs> Never know, we might make a mini course, I don't know. Right. Feeling excited about it. Let's do it. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) You're ready to wrap it up. We can wrap that up. Yeah. Sounds good. Sure can. Awesome. So I have a quote for this one as well. I'm like a quote machine. I have them like Mm -hmm. 500 in my cloud. So I have one by (laughs) the infamous and motivational speaker, Nick Voyage. Um, If you don't know who he is, he has a ministry called Life Without Whims. He was actually a huge inspiration with my character, Solus, which you'll see at uh, last of this month with the release. So he was a huge inspiration. So he said this in one of his quotes when he was given a speech, don't be ashamed of your story. It will inspire others. So let me repeat this one more time. I love Hmm. this quote. Don't be ashamed of your story. It will inspire others. So I know he's talking about this for your own personal story with your journey of your life, but I'm going to plus this and sit there and say, don't be ashamed of the story that you're actually telling for your comic. And keep this in mind. That story is king. And as Ed said, it is the alpha to omega. So make sure it inspires somebody. That way they can pick it up and have an emotional connection to it. Hmm. That's a great point because I I was a little nervous that the story that I was going to tell in issue zero was a bit too much, you know, but I was like, nah, this needs to be told. Yeah. You know, I mean, even though it is lacking, I mean, hell, let's just be real with it. I am a black man. So I'm telling a story, right, (laughs) telling a story from my perspective, my experiences in my life, how I see the world. So there is a a dominating cast of black characters. Now, we do Mm -hmm. have white characters in there as well, but it's mostly black. And I was like, is this too much? Like, no, it's not too much. This is how I see the world. This is how, well, this is how these characters see their world yep, and it all folds in, you know? So even though it's, it's, it's a mostly black cast, it's all good. You know, it may offend people and that's completely fine. Maybe it's not for you. That's fine. Maybe emotional um, response. So, right. <laughs> that's, that's what we're aiming <laughs> you for. Something to talk about. Right. <laughs> um, but that, that's just a really good quote. They, they did, don't be afraid to tell things from your perspective. I told Gabby the same thing when we talked about her character, Ballistic. Don't be afraid to, if you have, quote, air quotes, a feminist agenda, throw it in there. Piss some of the, the, the misogynists, I can't never pronounce that word, off. <laughs> Go ahead. Story time. That's that's your perspective mm-hmm. for, as, as a woman. 
in a man's world. Oh my gosh. Let have that song invite us no. <laughs> invite us into that perspective. What do you see as a woman? More importantly, what does this character see as a woman in a new world dominated by man? Dominated by color, by religion, and everything else in between. I actually can't wait for Ballistic. Uh, her perspective is going to be very entertaining and insightful. You know, as a foreigner coming into America, not at all aware of that this is the climate of this land. That everything is dominated and ruled by class and gender and race and ethnicity and religion. <laughs> What is going on here? But that's just that. Now we got to edit this out. <laughs> I thought it would be kind of fun. Just for no, you, No, we're going to leave it in there. We're going to leave it in there just for Gabby. <laughs> but that's that. So uh, thank y'all. Thank you for tuning in so, so very much. Um, hopefully this episode is going to help get you on your way with writing your first big issue. Uh, so you have an amazing day and an even more blessed week. And we will see you next Thursday like clockwork. Sounds good. See you guys. Have a good week. Oh, wait. Bye. We didn't tell them where to go. Oh. Ed, where can they reach us at Arclight? Look at this. This is fun. Dang it. <laughs> We're not yeah, editing any of this out. This is going to be Instagram, funny. Right. Instagram at Arclight Comics. <laughs> Check us out there. God dang it. Brent, where can people go <laughs> to find you? Oh my gosh, this is a fun episode. You can reach me at Brent, B-R-E-N-T dot Lyles, L-Y-L-E-S at Instagram. So sorry about that. That was fun. Kind of go with the flow of it. See, this is what happens when I throw music into the mix. Yeah, completely messed me up. <laughs> Did we say goodbye again? You have an amazing day <laughs> and an even more blessed week. See you guys. Have a good one. Bye-bye. And we will see you again next Thursday like clockwork. See you Bye. guys. Bye-bye. <laughs>